From Port Huron, Michigan, I'm Tyler Moldovan. And I'm Shannon Renard. And this is Earthward, a podcast by Seed and Soul Society. Today we're going to be talking about seed selection. We're going to go ahead and catch up on ongoing projects. And we also uh, can give a little chit-chat about our garden plans, uh, our large-scale community garden, um, you know, some of the grant funding that we're seeking out for that. Uh, we're doing it through Patronicity, so we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on in the show. Um, and we just finished a soup giveaway and I know Shannon, just before the soup giveaway, you had a, a little, uh, food giveaway extravaganza with the Joe Bixler and that crew over there. Yeah. I wouldn't call it little. It was, uh, <laughs> I think he said 2,500 pounds, no, 25,000 pounds of food. There was probably oh. eight or nine pallets. <laughs> and that was with actually the food bank of Michigan. And uh, so we waited for a truck to come out of Flint in the terrible weather. Uh, it was sunny, but, you know, the roads were still terrible right? for the most part um, on I-69. So truck got in about 9 o'clock. We unloaded, and all the volunteers were out there. I think there was about 15 volunteers this time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a good turnout. And uh, cars were lined up before I arrived a little before 8. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We started handing out food, uh, I believe, about 10 o'clock, and we were out there till 2 o'clock. So it was a, it was a long line. A lot you guys of li- gave away everything? or Yeah, I think there was probably, uh, I don't know, maybe a dozen, two dozen items left that, yeah. you know, some people can't have, you know, cabbage or milk or something. So I know we made that stuffed cabbage soup that uh, we got that gigantic head of lettuce, that thing. I- <laughs> It was like the size of a medicine ball almost, it felt. It was. I, I think it was uh, It was at least the size of a basketball. And <laughs> we ended up with it because I thought, I don't even know if one family would be able to use all of this. So I think we ended up making like 26 pints of It was soup. 32 oh, ounces. Oh, so it was 32 <laughs> ounce. 26, 32 two ounce like containers of soup out of that. Yeah. I think it took up maybe over a... Like two thirds of the fridge right now, or the freezer right now. So. It's so good. And then, uh, I know I bought ten pounds of ground beef to go in that soup. Holy smokes! So yeah, it was a ton of soup. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we could roll on to uh some more of the housekeeping stuff, some stuff that's going on over here at Seed and Soul Society. Um, so we have had uh our first, well, first that the podcast is hearing, I guess, uh, soup distribution. Um, our hot food pop-ups at the YMCA this, uh, this past Saturday were well, yesterday, right? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Wow. It's been yeah, a long that, week and busy. Yeah, it has been. Um, and I think, uh, we gave away about like 72 servings of cold soup, um, and about what, 30 hot soups. Uh, we had a lot of people come through and they actually, uh, wanted to take it home and toss it in their freezer or, you know, thawed out for the next day. So. Yeah, so the cold soups are in the 32 ounces, and it's actually enough for four people oh, to have wow. a one-cup yeah, yeah, yeah. one cup serving. Um, if you're going to a restaurant, you know, so you could have a sandwich and a cup of soup. Uh, or if you are strictly just having a bowl of soup for a meal, you could easily get two of those out of. I know I've definitely, like, I, I, I can almost finish the whole thing before it becomes a little, like, ridiculous, but. Yeah, and I, I think the soup that you're having, like, if it's, like, say, creamy potato. That is a That's really a heavy dense soup. soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you'll you'll fill up on that really quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the the soup distribution went pretty well. Um, we're hopefully gonna chit chat with the YMCA and see if they have any um suggestions on locations or anything like that because uh, it would be nice if we could still be. You know, we move from Sunday, which is when the Y is usually closed, over to Saturday, which is when the Y is still open. But we're still kind of secluded down uh, in the bowels, I guess. Uh, there's not a lot of foot traffic that comes through the uh, child care center, which is, I think, kind of where we're at, right? Yeah, the child care center uh, is basically that whole wing of the YMCA. And unless you're dropping off your kids, you're probably not going to park all the way down at the bottom of the mm-hmm. parking structure. and then. You know, it's it's in the middle of winter, so you don't have a lot of foot traffic or even right. uh, cars going down to the river that way. Um, so I think Saturdays are way better than Sundays just mm-hmm. for traffic all over. But I think I'd love to be more towards the main entrance right. or even inside. Yeah. Up we, right in the first, you know, like the lobby area. We can touch base with them and maybe, uh, maybe get another uh, slight change to our soup distribution that's a a more perfect soup distribution (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think too like just being at the y we're already in the midst of the people that we're trying to connect with so it's it's not the same as like okay people are coming here distinctly because they're hungry Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah that's great if they are but i think we spoke about it last episode that that's not really our main goal with this particular food giveaway right maybe later on down the road um we'll be big enough and have uh more of a secure presence in the town yeah in the grand scheme of things we're still a drop in the bucket but oh yeah we'll uh you know that we're still in the the budding phases of this so it's budding pretty well yeah exactly (laughs) I'm, i'm not i'm not upset by it i'll say that no uh this time it was cool too because we were able to get some of our marketing out earlier and touch a lot more um, people in the demographic because mm-hmm. we were able to actually put out a, a virtual flyer through the school district. Yeah. So that went to everybody's email. And even I think I would hope in some of the classrooms or schools where they, there might be a little more of a food insecurity issue, maybe a teacher or the secretary would print those flyers. So. Right. I think there's options out there, and we can even get um, gain some presence uh, through like uh, the local TV station and things like that. Yeah, uh, EBW was actually out during our last soup distro. You actually weren't able to be there, nope. um, but uh, me and Heather got the spotlight. Uh, Sarah Beth uh, conveniently dodged it. <laughs> um, yeah, she. <laughs> She was oh, I, I got to go uh, heat up the soup real quick. I'll be right back. We're like, calling her out now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when she edits this, uh, we saw. It's <laughs> um, behind the scenes work, though. Right, sure. exactly. Um, but it, it, it was nice, and I think that uh, it'll be a nice spot for EBW to uh, talk about what we're doing and kind of, I don't think we've really been introduced to that audience either, so it'll be nice to... Uh, broaden our scope of people who know what we're trying to do within the community i guess right and i do think like ebw tv uh it is an actual tv station like it's not something you get on mm-hmm. streaming and i think that hits um people who are in an older generation who might still watch mainstream tv right uh, they play it in doctor's offices dental offices banks it's all over town people see it right 
Exactly. And uh, actually what I've noticed too, is that there are a lot of old folks that show up to our soup distributions and things like that. Um, You know, people who don't necessarily have the easiest means of cooking or getting food uh, have been showing up. You know, there's a older gentleman that stopped by and uh, hung out with us for like 20 minutes or so and ate a soup. And it was really nice. I thought. I really hope when I'm retired that there's some folks doing soup distros that are just shareable giveaways like we do because I don't ever want to cook. Yeah. And like you don't want to get lonely either. <laughs> no, I'm going to come visit. <laughs> so that's what, you know, and that's like a cool thing too is uh, you don't have to be food insecure. You can just come and socialize. And so it's really exciting to hear that people want to talk to us. And I think that's that's part of it what boosts we're doing. my ego. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god people want to chit chat with me that's so good (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i yeah i wasn't able to be there but i'm glad it went off really well and i i also think um even if we're still in the same exact spot as it warms up Mm -hmm. you know and 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 something to think about too is i i actually might be a pretty good spot for the summertime because i know a lot of people head down that griswold street to go down to the water um, from those neighborhoods so uh you know, I would always walk that Blue Water River walk up and down there, and there's always families down at those uh, those rocky beaches. But I mean, it's like here on you can't. <laughs> uh, we've but, gone in them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's extra cold too. I'm used to Lake Erie, and that's like swimming pool temperature year round. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but there's like three eyed fish right there. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. And you gotta like wade through a hole like you know three feet of um, zebra mussels to. Oh get... yeah. Yeah. You know, I I have to say like it's really crazy. I moved out here i'm terrified of water oh my god you're surrounded by it (laughs) i am it's gotten a lot better but when they actually created those two little pads right there at the river Mm -hmm. to actually dip in yeah i i even went in at 11 o'clock at night which that's a real big move for me so uh i love it out here sturgeons come up and they get you They're good. They're nice. You can pet a sturgeon down yeah. at the sturgeon festival. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, I think the spot is it's not bad at all. It's mm-hmm. just uh, I guess part of our the nuance of doing this is is knowing how our town operates at certain times of year because it is mm-hmm. a very seasonal town. A thousand percent. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think even just next next month in March. It's going to be around St. Patty's Day. Hopefully, we'll have a day or two of warm weather and people will be coming out. So yeah, People will be out for the festivities, hopefully. Yeah. So we actually have something kind of exciting to announce here. Uh, we've teased it a couple times uh, with Heather in the last episode here, but what's really exciting, we just got done with lunch. Uh, well, we did a bit of a lunch crawl. We started at Sperry's and then, well, we started at the Raven, technically. But the Raven was packed, so we went to Sperry's quick to catch a table, had our meeting, and then we're still hungry and thirsty. And they were closing. And they were closing. They were kicking us out. So Nicely. Um, ni- yeah, kindly. Um, but we had a meeting with Eric Netzel, and uh, he's a part of the Southside Initiative. And he is actually the person who has become the owner of two plots of land that are just at the base of Lincoln Park and North Boulevard in Port Huron here. Um, and truthfully, I don't think that, uh, if there was any other place to put a community garden, um, and like a community space, I don't know of any more that would be more fitting. Um, you know, my only complaint would be like, let's slow that road down a little bit, but I'm nitpicking at that point, but it's a beautiful spot right next to, um, 
the city limits bar and right next to this gorgeous Lincoln Park um, that I think is just such a beautiful asset for that neighborhood. Um, That's probably my favorite park, to be honest, mm -hmm. in all of Port Huron and like Fort Gratiot, just because you have all of the inclusive uh, equipment yeah. and it's all brand new. And it's set up beautifully. And then you have a nice place to relax with a little gazebo and the, the ornamental gardens. And the houses there are, are just so cute and adorable and nicely taken care of. Um, I think more people should go to that park. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Just, I mean, from like a, a planning perspective, uh, it's like just a master class um, to have those itty bitty little north south roads. Uh, on like that slight angle um and it like it's just like a big communal front yard for everybody in that neighborhood because no one's really driving up and down those roads it feels like a nice neighborhood park but it's actually gigantic yeah i mean really if you think about the actual size of the park it extends even past north and south boulevard and goes mm -hmm. across you know towards the river and then there's the scenic overlook right there uh i don't know it's just pretty it's a pretty cool space. Yeah, I'm super happy for it. And I'm glad that uh, Eric and the Cellside Initiative is actually on board here with our crazy ideas and plans. But um, we, you know, we believe in no half measures. And uh, after thinking about half measures, when we were uh, starting to like look for grants and like best ways to fund community spaces and community gardens and things like that, um, we had a meeting with Patron, a rep from Patronicity, and uh, they suggested to us that, well, first of all, they said that this is the lowest campaign that they've dealt with in like the past two years. Or like, that's a red flag to us. Like, we should be asking for more. First of all, yeah, yeah. I think she like basically said like we could probably, definitely because we're put together. I think she even said that you know a lot of times they get groups who want to do things. With they have the big dreams and ideas, but they don't have them outlined as well as us. Right. So that was kind of nice because I I know sometimes I feel like I feel oh, like such a scatterbrain all the time. So, so. It, no, you're you definitely <laughs> keep us organized. But yeah, I think uh, like just I had some I had way more confidence in what we were doing in the uh, I guess. It felt really legitimate for someone to tell us to ask for more. <laughs> well, yeah, someone, yeah, someone who deals with grant writing every day and like helps people, you know, prepare their campaigns. Like Patronicity, I guess, for people who don't know, is a crowdfunding platform. Um, it's but the special thing about it that you know that Kickstarter or somewhere like that doesn't necessarily have is that they actually match people with grant funds. Um, so. I think they work out of Massachusetts and Michigan. I don't know if they're out of any others or they have any programs in any other states right now. But if you're in Massachusetts and Michigan, check out Patronicity uh, because I think it's it's just a really kick-ass platform. I think that like it seems like such a no-brainer for all these people who people like us who have all this passion and like know that like things need to be done in our community. But like, how do you go about even? doing something like this or like everyone knows that it takes money and where does that come from um but it's really nice to see uh them have that platform where and to be so helping with us that they suggest um the best way to set up your campaigns and 
all that sort of stuff. I'm really excited to uh, get going with that. Yeah, absolutely. So like we're just kind of in the uh, the first steps. And it was, I don't know, everything about this garden just seems spot on perfect because even before we really got going on and we were talking about what we wanted to do in, in town, I mean, this was before we were even officially a nonprofit. I remember that exact spot mm-hmm. coming up. And so we decided to go do the tamale giveaway there. And I was just it's like, like right across the street from this. And they've been, they've been vacant property for, for quite some time. I think there used to be houses once upon a time or a storefront on there, but yeah, not sure. Um, the gentleman that lives next to the lot has been gardening there for at least a couple of years that I can mm-hmm. remember. Uh, so I was always under the assumption it was owned by somebody, but, yeah. uh, you know, from the beginning of seed and soul, we kind of had our, our radar set to that area um specifically that lot and eric was the one who reached out to us like we did not ask and Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of like sprinkle of dreams (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and now you know here we are we had this awesome meeting and um we basically shared the outline that we gave patronicity Mm -hmm. and so you know the plans there and our first steps are, uh, first, we have to get a solicitation license. Uh, we should probably have that anyway, yeah. just to make sure, like, if we do have any fundraisers or anything of um, a large amount mm-hmm. that we're, you know, complying with uh, state and federal regulations. And also, where you have to go ahead and solidify a five-year lease. And uh, the five years actually came up uh with patronicity needing a five-year lease. I think when we first started setting our budget, we just kind of thought one year. Yeah. And so see how it goes. And we figured that we would just do a continual fundraising, but uh, she suggested that uh, this, these grant funds, which are matching grants to whatever you raise, um, they'll, they can go to, you know, five years of programming. They can go to five years of staffing if you need, you know, a resident person to take care of the garden even. She said, so you need to shoot for the moon when you start planning these things because uh, they'll only match what your goal is set to. So yeah, try and, like, if you, you'll be really kicking yourself in the ass if you raise over your goal and they're not matching any of those funds. Right, yeah, and the whole thing, too, is just, like, basically, yeah, we do get to keep whatever we raise. So it's to me like definitely a risk worth taking and there's no there's there's nothing to say that we can't just reapply for another uh you know in the next couple years yeah absolutely but i i really think that we have enough support and i think the community wants this right so um i i'm not worried about it at all and Mm -hmm. i i think it's actually we are confident enough to ask for what we need yeah so um, we have everything laid out well enough at this point yeah it's basically time to go heck yeah it's uh we're serious so let's be serious and and i think uh this for me personally this is like i I don't know after we left the patronicity meeting uh i was calling heather i think i was i was talking to heather or maybe it was my friend emma but i had said i i really feel like I just put my big girl pants on, <laughs> you know, because for me, I've never had the opportunity to have these types of meetings and it's not little sums of money. This mm-hmm. is important. And the work we're doing is, is huge in and of itself. So it, 
it's definitely yeah it's a hole that still needs to be filled um even with all these gigantic institutions in town and thing like that uh you know there's still people that fall through the cracks and uh i think that that's what we recognized when this started and uh you know not saying that we're going to be the one that fix everything but you know we can try and look at problems differently and attempt to fix them yeah absolutely uh so i do think uh it would be helpful Tyler, if you kind of explain the specific grant that we are dealing with. Okay. Well, you really put me on the spot here. So let me pull up. The, uh, <laughs> I think, well, I because did this, I, I did the same thing in the meeting. I'm like, I'm not going to half, half assed explain this. Well, and I definitely think it's important because uh, this might not be a grant essentially. Uh, just for Michigan people, they might have it in other. This specific grant is for is for Michigan. It's through okay. the MEDC, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Okay. Um, so the actual grant program is called Public Spaces, Community Places. Um, it's a program um, that attempts to do public placemaking initiatives to create, um, you know, communal spaces for neighborhoods and people to hang out in you know people have done playscape installations through this uh through this platform as well as like other gardens and things like that uh that looks awesome it looks like they have splash pads and uh uh revitalizations um in public parks yeah or, or even um in adrian they have a center for the arts that's bringing fine arts and crafts you know so that's fantastic. So it looks like they've they've actually funded uh some very very large projects around the t- uh the state. So I and what I'm seeing here is it looks very similar to what we're trying to do. So Right, exactly, and I think that's kind of that's kind of where we're at here. And it's it's just exciting to see that these things uh that these things do happen and that we're not just throwing something into the void because a lot of the times with these grants that kind of, that's kind of what it seems like. It's just like, okay, I'll send that email and like, maybe I'll hear back. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like a lot of times they charge you a ton of upfront fees when to actually apply for grants. That's what I've been finding, but mm-hmm. it looks like here they've funded over $11 million. They've got over uh 51. Well, they have almost 52,000 patrons. They've done uh, over 300 projects. And it looks like they've matched about uh, nine and a half million match spot by the sponsor. So, uh, like that's they're, pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah, they're they're doing some big work. So that makes I'm really excited to get going on this. Yeah, and and so like that's one of the stipulations with the garden is that this has to be a place that serves the neighborhood. This just can't be a spot that um, you know we do programming out of and lock the gates and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it it would operate. More or less like a like a public park, like the park across the street and Lincoln Park, I think, has like office hours from. Yeah, it's like dusk to dusk is yeah. typical in Michigan of parks. Exactly. So, so that'll that'll kind of be the framework for this community garden going forward. But on top of that, um, what I think and what we think is really important is that this community garden isn't going to be successful and it's not going to. Um, sustain itself and be there forever unless the people who live near it and the people who are there in that neighborhood um, are served by the garden. So I think having community outreach and, you know, just going and knocking on people's doors and telling them what we're doing um, and not totally relying on like social media and things like that, just 
literally having human contacts with these people and seeing if we do something like this, is that something that you think is interesting or that you would be interested in participating, volunteering with? Uh, if we have a box of potatoes down here, um, would you wander down and pick up some potatoes, you know, uh, or do you, or would you prefer yams, (laughs) you know, like just having those conversations. So we don't want to be overproducing vegetables in this garden and then no one in the neighborhood uses those types of vegetables type deal. You know what I mean? No, I totally agree with that. And I think, uh, it, it's going to be a good idea to have grab and go like, or, you know, I had mentioned strawberries today because, well, that to me is like the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. A kid could walk in there with mom and dad and just grab some strawberries. And and it might be even cool to have little crates out there yeah. that they can take, paper bags, whatever, and we'll, we'll figure it out. We are signing on currently a uh, Anna to be our um, official volunteer manager. Um, so when these things start to do come ahead... Uh, we will hopefully have people out there at the garden tending to the garden as well um, in terms of, uh, you know, just regular maintenance as well as having educational opportunities from, uh, you know, people who are certified master gardeners. That would be awesome. I'm just super stoked for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I, I think that it's a incredible understatement to say that we're excited about this um, just because it, it's all fallen into place uh, relatively quickly. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I think that we've only officially been like talking and trying to figure this out for two years now. So no, it's literally been a year. Like my Holy Google photo, <laughs> my Google photos will bring up like this time last year and literally this time last year, like right now, like today and We're yesterday. That but yeah, that's when the four of us got together. Oh. So I, I mean... And and like with setting up this grant and stuff, I'm thinking of dates, you know, that all the paperwork went through. And so if we actually sat down and had a meeting, mm-hmm. say February 15th of 2021, 20, mm-hmm. and then we were officially incorporated the end of March. Wow. And then our actual federal 501 came through the end of May. Because actually, I was on the way to Georgia, and I did all the paperwork on my phone in the car. So that sounds horrible. Um, it was a uh, yeah, a really. I did a lot of work that time, but but, um, you know, by that time we had already met with Emily's the Emily's at the conservation district because I was also watching videos about soil and going through Ohio and looking at all the crazy like fields out there, just mm-hmm. wondering how in oh, the world. Fields. Well, how in the world is there this much corn, but there's not enough food? So right. um, I I started to really learn some things uh, in the last few months. And uh, but yeah, we haven't been doing this very long, but we've learned a lot. Yeah, we have definitely learned a lot. That's for certain. Um, so I guess that's our little teaser for what our big, big, huge project this summer is going to be like and ongoing for the next five years. Uh we hope that that will be the cornerstone of uh, revitalization almost in community. Um, we're really looking to for this to be an actual community space, not just like some vanity project that goes up and, you know, we hope if you build it, they will come. Like, well, no, we want to build this with the intention of uh, serving the people that are already there in that neighborhood. And I think that that is uh, the biggest difference that we're trying to make. Um, in terms of revitalization it's not about displacement it's about uh you know elevating the people that are there yeah it's it's 
I totally disagree. Like we cannot operate these sorts of things don't operate on the if they build it you will, they will come situation because people don't know they're welcome. They don't they don't know like what where their place is in the middle of all this. Right. Um so am I poor enough to go in there and get food? Like that like that's literally a conversation that most people will probably have and they're like, "Oh, and like we had that conversation even at the soup drive. They're like, "Well, no, I don't want to take any because No, it's there to share. That's that's what it's here for. Like, you are here currently, and I don't know if there's going to be anyone after you, so take it, please. Yeah, yeah, it's about sharing more. Like, it's about sharing. That's what it comes down to. Don't feel bad about taking things. No. that's what we're here for. And you know what? Like, I feel like this garden is, yeah, food's just like... A secondary situation that's it, coming it, out it of it. It truly is. You know? like we're, we're calling it a community garden, but uh, what we're really hoping for this to be is to really be the, the central hub for Seed and Soul Society. It's supposed to be our crowning jewel. Um, you know, we want, it to, we want to have educational opportunities here um, to have large-scale, you know, demonstrations and, you know, hands-on activities in the garden um, with professionals who know what they're doing and can teach you uh you know how to do it at your own home yeah and i think too it'll be a nice spot where uh we can bring in like uh part of that education is like cultural demonstrations um and workshops events like music all kinds of fun things you know we have a really great art scene thousand percent so i feel like all of that can happen at this garden yeah i'm excited well, everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Earthward podcast this week. Um, you know, the, this was uh, the big announcement for our gigantic community garden project, uh, which has quadrupled in scope from what our original plans were, but it also has gone four more years longer than we thought that the funding was supposed to. So I guess uh, it, like it evens out yeah, know, absolutely. in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely like a, a ratio. Yeah, it's not like oh, we just decided we're just gonna ask for more. No, yeah. it's totally ratio. Yeah, it's it's a five year plan, guys. This is uh, this is for the long haul now. Yeah, that's total. I mean, that's investment in your community. So exactly, I like that it went longer. Absolutely, yeah. We're not just some flash in the pan, but we are actively seeking donations right now. Um, you know, we just got a de- generous donation uh earlier this afternoon that will be going towards helping our seed order um, because we're going to have to place a gigantic seed order here soon. Yep, absolutely. I think uh, part of the idea is in the next couple of weeks to actually get some of the seeds planted. I know I've got the shelves Sorry. and the lighting set up at uh, my place of business. Mm-hmm. So in the in the nice cold basement. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then coming up in the near future i suppose uh, i'm not sure when this episode's going to come out yet but we will have a soup distribution again in march uh march 19th it's, it'll be another saturday at the ymca and i think the day before shannon you'll be doing yeah we're doing the other uh it's going to be like a just like a duplicate of this month it'll be the the food giveaway with food bank uh and Giant then semi yeah, it is like a 53-foot semi, so um, that'll be happening. I'm I'm under the impression it'll be in the same place uh, on 24th Street um, yeah. at the outpost. However, I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me. 
check the socials, everyone. Uh, that'll be with the most up-to-date information. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash S3PH. Um, S3PH.com. Uh, check us out. Um, that's that's going on. And, you know, recommend Earthward to your friends and family. Um, people who like to, who have dirt underneath their fingernails and, uh, you know, crunchy munchy type people. Uh, I think that they might take interest in some of the things that we talk about in terms of agriculture and the city and community and things yep. like that. And just um, like uh, space building, even if you're into like design and all of that sort of thing, like I think what we're doing is kind of designing a community space. So yeah, it's a lot more than just gardening. Uh, we have a lot of different niches. I think that we all fall into. Yeah, absolutely. And this isn't just for Port Huron people. It's uh, you can, you can take a lot of this info and, you know, take it across the world if you wanted to. Yeah. So make sure you leave us a rating on iTunes. So we like bump those numbers up. Uh, and uh, if you want to keep up to date on what's going on, we send out newsletters and keep our w- website pretty updated. It's s3ph.com. Um, and, of course, follow us on social media. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you guys. We'll see, see you guys next uh, week. Yeah, we'll see you then. Seed and Soul Society is a member-supported organization. To donate, head to our website, s3ph.com, or follow the link in the description. All right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, you're on fries. Take care.